You're listening to the Mike North Advantage, and it begins right now. That's right. The Mike North Advantage starts right now. I am Aldo Gandia, my twin man. Mike North, how are you, my friend? I almost forgot what you looked like. It's how long it's been. <laughs> yeah, I figured you know, I wore a hat today. Yeah, you know what? You look good. I feel good. I said it's time to get back into the uh, batting cage, if you will. <laughs> Folks, you think Jagger just is going to walk out tonight in Madrid or wherever he's at and just put it all together? No. Practice. Rehearsing. You think Tony Bennett at 95 just walks out and sings San Francisco without knowing what the piano player is going to, how he's going to play it? That's the same way it is with North and, and, and Gandia. And before we go on, thank you, Q. Keep it coming. Uh, <laughs> before we go on, I'd like to congratulate you and your lovely wife uh, with the you're going to be grandparents, I understand. Yeah, Kayla's having a baby, yes. <laughs> Saw it. I tweeted it out. Um, and what's the baby's name going to be, my friend? Jackson Ray. Jackson after anything in particular? No, the dad uh, picked up the name. He just always liked that name, and he likes that it's going to be an X in the middle because they're going to spell it J-A-X-O-N. And then the Oh, that's X cool. Yeah, I okay. like it. It's now, a nice look. So no Eldo? No Eldo? No Eldo Jr.? Hell no. <laughs> How did that, how did you come about that name? I've never really really discussed it with you. <laughs> My mom saw a movie in 1958 called Men at War, and it starred Aldo Ray. And I loved Aldo Ray. Good guy, right? Good actor. How many people know about Aldo Ray out there? Just look him up on Wikipedia. He was a, a mid 50s tough guy. He was in a couple of uh, movies where he was a detective or a, mm -hmm. a heavy, but he was also in like Aldo says. Uh, army movies, but I mean, that the uh, what was he related? Hell no, he wasn't related. <laughs> at least, at least I, I don't think he was. <laughs> My mom, you know, she liked to play around a little bit, so who knows? <laughs> so what, I mean, but what did she do to get the name Aldo? Uh, she just she loved went to the movie and saw the saw him and just named exactly. You she stuck around for the credits and saw Aldo Ray, and uh, it also the movie she saw also starred. Uh, Look at him. He's yeah. got the body of the uh, Aldo Gandia. He does, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Look at that. <laughs> the movie also starred Robert Ryan. So I could have been Robert Ryan Gandia, but she uh, she chose Aldo Ray. So there, that's yeah. the, the well, story. Thank God my mother didn't go see The Godfather. I was already born. Otherwise, I, I fear I would have been named Fredo or uh, <laughs> who knows, E.T., you know, e. something new. I, I, but you're not, your mom's not the only one. I mean, people named their kids back mm -hmm. in the 30s. Clark after yeah. Clark Gable, mm -hmm. uh, you know, Veronica after Veronica Lake, mm -hmm. uh, you know. So, uh, yeah, you know, we were starting off uh, the show today with some intellectual entertainment property, <laughs> if you will. And uh, I'll tell you what, 
It's good to be back with everybody. I said uh, we'd have some questions. We'll have some maybe in the middle of the show today. Yeah. Uh, uh, if you want to tweet out some questions, I'll keep looking at the Twitter handle at North to North or at uh, bar, at Bar Room. It's good to be back with my buddy Aldo once again, and a lot's been going on, my friend. Yeah, I've missed you a lot, and uh, but I've been following you on ESPN and, of course, uh, on your uh Twitter feed, you've always got yeah. great stuff. If you're not following at North to North, then you're really missing out on a good time. Mike tweets out the, the most entertaining stuff and gets into some debates from time to time. It's all oh, great stuff. Oh, God. Oh, I take a beating sometimes. It's, people don't see the tears in my eyes as, as the hordes are coming in after me. My God, it's sad. I, I'm checking my tweet, Twitter feed every 10 minutes, hoping it will go away. It never goes away. I mean, there was one from 2018 up yesterday. I mean, it's ridiculous. Maybe that's what they're talking about. I have no idea. But I will tell you this. There is no more debate for the most part. Isn't yeah. it? Me and, me and Dan Jiggins used to do, you know, I came up with a segment. I don't know if you folks remember it or not, if you're old enough to listen back then. But we actually, to be more positive, Mm -hmm. did a segment every Thursday called the agreeable line and anybody was allowed to call in and state anything they wanted. And I had to agree with them, me and jigs. So in <laughs> other words, all the, for the, I remember just burying candy Maldonado, who was an overpriced uh, reject baseball that player that the Cubs treated like he was Arnie Banks too. <laughs> exactly. And, but then when the agreeable line would come on, some guy would go, you know, I think, Mike, uh, it would be wise if you gave Candy Maldonado uh, more of, of a chance. And I, I'd have to go, you know what? You're absolutely right about that. Little did I know that would be the whole shift mm -hmm. for today's radio. <laughs> Little did I know. I used to get in 20 arguments at least with callers and with Dan. Wow. Or with Fred. Per show. A bad day was five. But we allowed all phone callers to come in for the most part. <laughs> so they had free reign as long as they kept it clean. Mm -hmm. Now, while I'll state that, it was no different than Twitter. Jesse Rogers or Jen Patterson or, mm -hmm. or uh, Abby Polanski at the, at, at the beginning would screen the calls. Mm -hmm. So not everybody got in like everybody could get into Twitter. Because I guarantee you, 75% of the people on Twitter wouldn't have gotten in. They wouldn't know just because of their takes. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? I mean, the Tony LaRusso stuff is hilarious. The Tony LaRusso stuff is, is hilarious to me. Every time they lose, it's his fault. Every time they win, it's Vaughn. Last week, it was Mancada, who's hurt again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I mean, my God, every, uh, you know, he has a five for five day, and then I don't know what happens to him, and he can't walk the next day. You know what I mean? Uh, Eloy, you know. Show me you can play two weeks in a row. Yeah, Tim Anderson is back. But the nonsense that there's got to be a scapegoat mm -hmm. in Chicago sports, and we've seen it in every single sport mm -hmm. in Chicago, where there's, it's one person's fault. True. That nonsense has got to stop, period. It's but I, I do got to tell you, though, there have been some questionable moves by Tony this season. Absolutely. That have to raise an eyebrow. Perhaps not, no uh, move more questionable than when he walked a, a batter with a count one and two 
and the yep. next hitter hit, hits a home run for the Dodgers and they take the lead. And this is Tony's response to the question, why did you do that with one and two? Points? You know what he hits against left-hand pitching with one, oh, one or two strikes? You know what he hits? Well, you know what Muncie hits with two strikes with against a left-hand pitcher? I mean, is that really a question? See, I, I don't get that, Mike, because the fact of the matter is, is that the analytics were against Tony there. Here's, here's what it says. When facing one and two counts, Trey Turner, who's the guy that they walked, had a 197 batting average for his career. Max Muncie, the guy they put up to bat with one and two count, he had a higher batting average on base percentage and slugging percentage against left-handed pitching in his career. So it, even from the analytics standpoint, it was a bad move. First of all, I didn't even need to see those stats, okay? Uh, I don't care if Mickey Mantle was up, okay? I don't <laughs> care if Mike Trout was up. Mm -hmm. I don't care. Even if Barry Bonds was up back in the day mm -hmm. with the 98-inch biceps, I don't care. Now, I saw today, because I don't know if you folks followed the bar room. It's, I'd like to get up to 12,900 to 13,000 for... for a thing that this man built that he works hard at. Thank you. That I've been a big part of too. Yes, that you I get have. to participate with him and I, I got a minority <laughs> stake in what we don't know. Except entertainment. And I'm entertained by everybody on the bar room. But with all due respect to the Parisi family. <laughs> I heard my guy Vinny, who I love, and you know I've been on the show. Yes. And I'll go on again. I love him. Mm -hmm. They have a great podcast. So do the yeah. Southside Hitman, all those guys. Yeah. And no more. I follow the actual bar room because you get passion, but not always accuracy. Mm -hmm. Because his tweet today, and Vinny would tell you this, said, because I saw it last night, I said, be careful, Vinny. Why isn't Tony starting Mendick? Why isn't Tony starting Mendick? Yeah, I, I almost tweeted something to him. I said, give Josh Harrison mm -hmm. a shot. He's, they're not going to put him on the shelf. Mm -hmm. Tony LaRusso will stick with every player in that locker room. Mm -hmm. And this is what many White Sox podcasters and fans are missing. Mm -hmm. I'll get to Tony LaRusso's bad call in a minute. That guy's got the locker room. They love him. They say it all the time. They know they got a guy that's got their back, number one. Yeah. They do. They, they, it's, it's period. No, the media can contrive any kind of friction. There's none. There's none. Okay, so what does Josh Harrison do last night? Mm -hmm. I watch early. I see him make a great backhanded play. I see, you know, then he gets a home run. LaRusso won't quit on him. Now, in Vinny's defense, he tweets out this morning, hey, yeah. Tony LaRusso was right. I was wrong. That's all we needed to see. Yeah. No. He went that extra mile. <laughs> Which I've been known to do maybe extra five miles. So I'm in on him, but he goes, not like Tony LaRusso apologists who won't admit when they're wrong. I love it. So all of a sudden, the apology turned into knocking the Tony LaRusso apologist up against the wall. Okay? But what, what he fails to understand is, 
the credible guys. I understand what he's going to say. There's people that won't admit anything yeah. that they back. I get them. Yeah. But I work for the White Sox flagship station, and on the odds couple last week, a Tony La Russa expert was on. His name? Mike North. Mm-hmm. He went. Carmen DeFalco, who brought it up. We brought it up. I said, how the hell can you be that stupid? Seriously. How can you be that bad? And then be stubborn on top of it and think you made the right call. It was the wrong call, even if Trey Turner was hitting 400. Because you have a one and two count. This is exactly what I said on AM 1000. And you have to pitch three notches outside, throw the ball 59 feet into the dirt. You don't have to face him, but you just don't volunteer the base. You can't. Not with two strikes. Under no circumstances. Mm-hmm. And I know Tony LaRusso is a manager of renown, but that's a call I did not like, and I'm his biggest backer. Yes, you are. So I'm not an apologist. I see it. I did it. I said it on the odds couple. Mm-hmm. And, and I did remind Carmen and 75% of the fan base. And we have a ton of fans on the odds couple, folks. And it's Saturday morning, 8 o'clock. You don't miss it because you'll see that we had another winning week. I had another winning week. But thank you. It's, it's, it's all I got left now. <laughs> no, but what I'm going to tell you is, under no circumstances do you give the man that base. Yeah. But – I think the way the White Sox were playing, and I did bring this up to Carmen, and 75% of the fan base, you guys wanted A.J. Hinch, <laughs> and, and he's horrible because I have the under in Detroit. I took it at 78 and a half. Now, I'm going to lose a couple of these seasonal bets. Mm-hmm. I have the Cubs over 74 and a half, so they're going to nullify each other, and I'm praying Tampa gets hot again, and I'm praying Boston gets cold. Mm-hmm. But I bet on the fact that he didn't have a ready-made team that knew what pitch was coming. I banked on the fact that he would be what he was in Arizona. Not good. Then he gets the Astros. Now he's with them. And they're going to finish way below 78 and a half wins as they lost again yesterday. So let me remind everybody of that. But let me also remind everybody that I, if Tony La Russa makes a bonehead play, I'm going to call people, call him on it. And he, he should respect that. He should respect that because uh, I think what are you trying to cover for your pitcher? It, it was a bad attempt. Yeah, it was a bad attempt. Well, and also in his defense uh, of making that change, he saw that I think it was a wild pitch. It was an zero and two count, and then it was a wild pitch, and making it one and two, and that's what yeah. kind of motivated motivated the change. I can't do it, else I can't. I love the guy. I think he's doing a great job. I, the White Sox. Look, they, they've been favored all season, even with the injuries. Mm-hmm. Now Minnesota's slightly favored, mm-hmm. but now the White Sox now are getting healthy. Mm-hmm. Eloy's going to come back. Robert gets a big hit last night. you got Mendick, who can play second base, but he's played limited there. Mm-hmm. you got Josh Harrison, who might start to perk up. Abreu's been as steady as you can be. Timmy Anderson's been hurt. Berger, I think he needs to improve at third. Mankata can't get out of bed without hurting himself. <laughs> Ingle, 
He's uh, he's solid. You get so I think what I think we need and Lance Lynn set the tone in the dugout in that game. Yeah. You see Larusa walk in at the end, but but him and and the coach uh, McEwing, they went at it and they've been pretty good ever since. Yeah, uh, it, it, definitely arrows pointing up for the White Sox right now. Have you noticed I've been watching them? Yeah, I like that, man. I like that. Have you been... <laughs> I'm a shouting. <laughs> Me too. Have you been yeah. watching the Cubs? Yes, I have, sir. Um, why are you doing that to yourself? Well, I just want to know why they haven't called me to manage the club. I'm waiting. <laughs> That's a good call, man. Of course, I'm trying to get a, you know, I don't think I'll ever be called for that show they have. I'd be let go after the first segment. What's it called? The sports reporters? Yeah, they, they pull you out of there right in the middle of a sentence that you're knocking. Uh, what's his name? Richard. You know what? You know, here's the funny thing about it. <laughs> I would tell Ricketts to his face that the Cubs are a disgrace. I know you would. That's, and everybody knows it. Yeah. But I would tell him respectfully. Mm-hmm. I would say, how can you be a billionaire? How can you rebuild everything? Okay. Mm-hmm. We knew COVID hit. But how do you let your baseball team, when other baseball teams who thrive in big markets mm-hmm. and continuously want to get better, uh, do it like the Mets, the Yankees? I mean, look at what Philadelphia did. You know, they got rid of Girardi, you know. I mean, David Ross, I just want somebody to know legitimately why I would think he's the future. I mean, to me, he's the guy that, who was the manager for the Cubs, uh, our guy? Renteria? Yeah, that's, I think Renteria is a better manager. I agree with you. So, I've seen Ross get out of the dugout late. I, I've seen him ask for uh, a replays late. They blew one about mm-hmm. two weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Um, they were starting to play better. They beat Atlanta, but then they're they're not competitive more often than not, and they give up a ton of runs. Their bullpen is horrible, and I got to look at Theo in the basket in left field. That's my reward. <laughs> That's it. It's over. We had one World Series. Rizzo, God bless him, he went to the short porch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I, I look at how terrific he looks. The weight that he's lost. And I, But I also look at Bryant and Baez, and the Cubs made the right move. Rizzo belongs in New York. Mm-hmm. That's it. See you later. They weren't going to win here. They weren't disciplined enough. They were over. Rizzo was never physically fit like he is now ever but he knew they don't accept that crap they don't even let you have a beard you better be ready to play mm-hmm. and believe me we won't put names on the back of the jersey they'll know you suck yeah. they'll find out who you are mm-hmm. so i just don't know what the cubs and i harp is saying it right here he stole the words right out of my mouth what they're thinking but i would tell mr ricketts respectfully mm-hmm do a half hour with me. I want to get to the bottom of who made the decision here. And Crane Kenny. I like him. I know Crane. Good yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Whoa, what's the thought process here? And bring Hoyer in and let's sit down. What do you think is the biggest issue? Or, or let, me, let me just say this first. Uh, weren't we saying the same things in Theo Epstein's first couple of years with the Cubs? Because that was disastrous, man. I lost you, Mike. That that little button, that mute button. Duh. No, not yet. 
Do, 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 do. A little background music here. Ba, da, 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 da. There you go. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, uh, Thea Webstein and Jed Hoyer. Thea Webstein is a living legend as far yeah. as a front office man. True. I think he should be mentioned as a top five all time. Mm -hmm. Jed Hoyer, I don't have any extra grind. In fact, I'd enjoy interviewing him more. Okay. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, because he's the, the guy I think is running the operation. Not right. like the White Sox where you got a tiered system, Ryan Sorf, Williams, and then Han takes all the heat. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. uh, I, I I don't like the Cubs having one of the higher ticket prices and for all other things oh my God. And, and playing AAA baseball players mm -hmm. because a lot of them are that. Mm -hmm. And we'll see what the plan is. But there's not much, I don't think, in the farm system. Uh, I apps played much better baseball. Um, I I took them to win over 74 games. That's Vegas numbers. Mm -hmm. So David Ross and his crew are not living up to what the odds makers thought. Mm -hmm. It was a respectable 74 and, uh, you know, whatever you record. Right, right, right. 74. And, and they can't reach. It looks like they're not going to reach that. So right. I, I take a good look at it maybe the future, but they love Ross. They love Ross, and I don't see a reason to. Uh, I love what Mule says here. He says, Jed Hoyer has been the problem for several years, and Hayward could drag down the 63 Yankees with his T-ball batting. <laughs> Can I tell you something? <laughs> Please Hayward, I heard him talking about Hayward in Atlanta, because I watch around the uh, league, mm -hmm. and um, I got every game, which is a miracle. I mean, God bless America. Um, and I heard the Atlanta crew talking about the first year Hayward was there. Mm -hmm. He was destroying the baseball, destroying it. Mm. He looked like, you know, the left-handed Hank Aaron, Rico Cardi, guys like that that played for the Braves. Oh. What have you. Eddie Matthews was going to be one of those guys. Mm. I don't know what happened to him. I do know this. I love him in the field. He's getting... He got that big contract years ago, so it's 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 okay. I'm not going to make him our major problem, but yeah, I mean, as it turned out, they did get a World Series out of him, like everybody else, and he has stayed with the team. Mm -hmm. So I'm not going to beat him up too bad, like the guys that were supposed to be superstars, Chris Bryant, uh, Javier, and them. Hayward was supposed to be better than he has, though, no doubt about it. Do you think that Wilson Contreras should be traded by that August deadline? His trade value is going to be probably as high as it ever will be. You think uh, that should be made? No. I like Wilson Contreras. I love him too, man. But yeah. at this point, why not try to get everything you can for him? Well, because maybe in two years this team will be ready and don't, you know, you don't you might take a step back as catcher. I mean, I always say to myself, okay, if the Cardinals sucked and maybe they did five years ago, I don't follow them. Mm -hmm. Would they have gotten rid of Molina? You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying sure. Contreras is there, but I think Contreras, he's a World Series catcher. He really is. Okay. Yeah. And he plays his ass off. Mm -hmm. He tries really hard. Yeah. I wish he'd learn to choke up on strike two. Mm. You know, he still has trouble with the curve, but who doesn't in that league if you're waiting for the fastball? Yeah. I think he's an all-star type catcher. I'd, I'd keep him. i keep him. I, I think we I, got rid of the three guys we had to get rid of to, yeah. to make, you know, and Trevor story. I mean, that story, um, well, what a player he is. Uh, Nico Horner. I like, mm -hmm. so you weren't going to, 
get get rid of Baez. You got the best out of him. Detroit got ruined on that deal. <laughs> um, Jonathan VR. Some of these guys won't be around. Mm-hmm. I'm not making excuses for the Cubs. They should be winning more than they are. Um, I don't know where Morell's going to be. I'm hot and cold with him. One day he's getting a winning hit, the next day, you know, but he's got a lot of enthusiasm. Seems like a great guy. So maybe you hang on to him. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I think we got it, but they better improve next year because this is atrocious. John says, yeah, uh, and it was an ugly uh, 10 game losing streak. Uh, John says, Cubs management just blows, ripping people off by charging World Series championship prices for the double A product. Right. You you at least said triple A. John's going all the way down to double A product. <laughs> well, now double A is stronger than triple A, you know. But mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not taking anything away from guys like Wisdom and Schwindel and people like that. Uh, but I mean, there's other guys in that team. Everybody tries. I will say this under Russ. I don't see a lack of hustle. I was just going to ask Same you thing that. on the south side. I don't see a lack of hustle. Mm-hmm. They try. They beat Atlanta two out of three, but then they come back with the stinker. Mm-hmm. Well, boy, I, I hope. I'm on my game. You I'm, are. Yeah. He's definitely yeah, I'm on my game. Yeah. <laughs> on the, nobody's there. I'm just pretending. That's what they do on TV. <laughs> sometimes when, you, when you're looking to the left like that, sometimes I feel like I should look that way too. That way we're, no. we're like looking at each other. <laughs> And I'm still waiting for the, I, you know, I don't know. I'm still waiting for the partly walnut sideburns. I'm hoping that I've been gifted, but it's not going to happen. Uh, I, I just saw a scene of Paulie Walnuts uh, telling uh, Tony Soprano that he, uh, well, Tony Soprano talk, told Paulie that uh, Pussy was wearing a wire. And then Paulie Walnuts says, Our Pussy? <laughs> Just hilarious. Listen, <laughs> listen, his favorite line, hey, not, not for nothing, T. Hey, <laughs> That's not, right. Not for nothing. But, uh, <laughs> Did you have I, a chance to interview mo- I'm losing money on the carnival, T. <laughs> Did you ever have a chance to interview him? I met him. I met wow. H- HBO the second year mm-hmm. when I was at the score, their second year with the Sopranos, uh, had the idea of a promotion with two radio uh, hosts mm-hmm. in each city. So what they did was they looked at the ratings, they looked at the impact of the people, and Steve Dahl and me got picked to go wow, and represent cool. Chicago. And there was a lot of other radio hosts from Boston, New York, um, Washington. It was, And we saw the premiere of the Sopranos at HBO headquarters. Mm-hmm. They have a big theater inside the building in New York. Mm-hmm. Then afterwards, they took us on buses to a restaurant, okay, where they were all there. Wow. They're all at the bar. They're all at the bar. Cool. Where they were walking in. I, this one girl kept, doll was mingling. I'm trying to remember who else was with me, but I'm talking to some people. And uh, was Shaky with me? I can't remember. Shaky Sanders? Yeah. He'll let me know if he was. Because we went <laughs> on a lot of we went on a lot of trips. But so so I walk in and this this girl keeps talking to us. And very nice. 
very nice girl, mm-hmm. Janice, but she wasn't on the first, oh. the first season. Yeah. I didn't know who she was. You know, I would have said, hey, you know, yeah. I, I, I had no idea. So so she was John Turturro's sister, yeah, which right. I'm a big fan of, and I know of their family, mm-hmm. but I wasn't recognized with, I didn't, she wasn't recognizable to me. Right. Edie Falco, nicest lady of all time. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Adrian, the girl that played Adrian, yeah. just unbelievably beautiful. Mm-hmm. Dressed in a motorcycle jacket. Uh, Paulie Walnuts, my favorite. I go up to him, I go, hey, Paulie. I mean, uh, I forget. Uh, oh, what was, what was his name? It? Let me see if I can find out here. Um, yeah. I should uh, know that. I should know it too. He's got- Tony. Tony Sirico. So I go, there you go. Tony. Hey, how you doing? Now, this guy was an actual good time. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. Uh, and I go up to him. I go, hey, man, good episode. We enjoyed it. Hey, thanks. Hey, listen, I do a radio show in Chicago. So I was wondering if you'd like to come on. He goes, no, nah, that's all right. I go, yeah, but see, I, hey, I don't do radio, eh? And go, <laughs> and I walked on, okay? But that's mm-hmm. how, it, like in real life, man. Like, mm-hmm. And then James Gandolfini walked in, so shy, just looking at us. And then when the guy looked at us, it's like, wow, you know, wow. Because it was only on a year. Yeah. But everybody knew the guy was gonna was great at what he did. Yep. You know? And then who else was there that was great? Oh, are you kidding me, Steve Van Zandt? Oh. Oh, just a great guy. How uh, about it? Uh, metal, great. How about the that? The other guy, the kid I didn't like too much, aloof. Yeah. Yeah. Aloof. Well, the, the, the son. Right, uh, but metal was great. I met her about a couple of years later. She remembered at Jilly's. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was a good experience, man. It really was. It was cool. Yeah, man, that sounds wonderful. I wish uh, I wish I had that experience because no, there was my- no phones back then. Nothing. Yeah. I mean, if I would have had the phone, Ooh. you know, if somebody we would have been able to Twitter. I mean, it would. But they might not have done it then because they don't have to now. You know. Did you get a chance to see the prequel, The Many Saints of Newark, with the late Ray Liotta playing uh, uh, Christopher Moltisante's father? And uh, No, you didn't, huh? Yeah. No, I'm shaking my head. I did. You didn't like it, huh? Oh, God. I love the kid. <laughs> I love the kid, but what, it was confusing. You know. It was a it little really confusing. Was. They it jumped was. around. Mm-hmm. You can't. I know David Chase. Listen, he's a genius. No matter what, to me... The Sopranos is still the staple of of that type of TV mm-hmm. for 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 a series on on a cable network. Mm-hmm. They established the mold. I don't I want to hear about the office or this or the weed or weeds or whatever the hell it is. A new thing. Uh, not, they were the ones, you know. And I watched it. I was disappointed. I was disappointed in it. I really was. I didn't like it that much, to be honest. And it's sort of like when they made Anchorman 2. Everybody wanted to see it. I and I'm sorry they ever did it. You know. <laughs> God, I mean, you know, I, I really am because I loved Anchorman. Mm-hmm. But then they made Anchorman 2, and you know, mm-hmm. Hangover 2 wasn't bad. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, in fact, good. I watched Hangover 3 the other day. So I I sort of like the 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 ensemble they had, you know, yeah. with Brad Cooper. Uh, Ed Helms, 
Uh, I, I love Chow. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Leslie Chow. He's one of my mentors. Uh, wow. You know, I, what a, that was a great franchise. You know that. Ray Liotta. Nobody knows what he died of. You notice that? Nobody's yeah. come out with anything. Not, nothing yet, huh? Just huh. dead. Dominican Republic. Dead. Goodbye. <laughs> what did he die of? I don't know. Well, I guess... Usually they do come up yeah. with the autopsy. Right. And they let people know. Have you heard anything? I haven't heard maybe, anything. Maybe I didn't hear anything. Hmm. The um, oh, I forgot what I was just going to say about uh, the Sopranos, but uh, it'll yeah. come back to me. Uh, let's let's move on to a couple of the questions that uh, we have from our Twitter people. Let's start with the uh, Harp. He's wondering about Brooks Kepke quitting the PGA Tour, and is the and what's your thoughts on that? Uh, that broke earlier today, and the whole Saudi-backed live tour, a challenge to traditional golf, he writes, as we know it. I believe the Masters has a big say in this, along with the USGA, RNA, the three independent majors. What's your whole thought on this thing that's happening? A lot of great players are moving over to the live tournament. I think that Brooks Kepka wanted to go. I think Brooks Kepka knows that the track keeps getting tougher and tougher in the PGA. Mm -hmm. I think he saw the ready-made money. There's no doubt his game has left him. I mean, he's leaving after shooting a plus 12 at the U.S. Open. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, oh. he, he fell in love with Diane's hair. He lost focus this year. Mm -hmm. um, he also uh, did commercials, you know, for, for ultralight. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm not saying that's not good. Uh, but Ricky Fowler went that same route and lost his way. Yeah. Uh, why not take the ready-made money? I, I really believe the mistake they made is not making it exactly like the tour. I mean, they play 54 holes. They uh, Everybody makes the cut. No. The, 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 and I, see, this is what's beautiful about being what I carry proudly, a boomer. <laughs> a boomer somebody that doesn't read about it. He was there. Okay. <laughs> I was there for the NFL, okay? Mm -hmm. I was there for the AFL, mm -hmm. okay? The AFL didn't say we'll play three downs like Canada. Mm -hmm. The AFL didn't say we'll play a 110-yard field, you know? Mm -hmm. We'll have cameras in the helmets. You know what we're going to do? We'll play as good a brand of football, bring in major studs, and play the same rules. Yeah, yeah. Only in a separate league. Mm -hmm. and if they would have said, you know what, we're going to make it like Canada, they never get merged. <laughs> they they failed. They're like so. So to me, what we're seeing here is Greg Norman, who miscalculated. You want to go in all the way? Mm -hmm, you're mm -hmm. playing a shotgun start like you're at uh, Kemper. <laughs> <laughs> or the, or the Alliance Open. I mean, you know, with a bunch of. Uh, I mean, come on. <laughs> now, and Brooks Kepka is not going to be missed. No, he's not. I, 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 he's not going to be missed. Dustin, if you, because I think they're going to try to legislate these guys out. Because I do know this. The AFL and the NFL were at war for mm -hmm. nine, ten years. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, eventually they came together. Mm -hmm. And now you have even a more powerful thing. You can't do that with this situation. They're independent contracts. And by the way, I'm not saying they shouldn't have done it. 
if somebody comes up to Aldo and Mike and says, uh, <laughs> Saudi Airlines wants to sponsor the bar room. I wear the robes. I wear the hat. The whole thing. I'll do the show in sand. I can give two crap. I'll wear the goatee. The whole thing. The thing with the veil. The whole deal. Hi, welcome to the bar room. The Mike Norton is brought to you by Saudi Airlines. So I'm not here to say what they should do or what they shouldn't do. I'm here to say what the PGA should do and what. Greg Norman should have done. The PGA should try to keep him out, which uh, they can in certain events, but not yeah. majors or something. Right. And Greg Norman should have played the same format, established your own courses, mm-hmm. and name. Don't start out in London. Mm-hmm. You know, I think you got to concentrate. I know they're going to jump around. But to me, they should have a gambling show. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll be in Eldo already, yeah. you know. Or if you don't want them, I mean, come. If you don't want me and Aldo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. There are a lot of people in the chat. You know, saying you take I, saw American, I saw American Hustle. <laughs> I the, sheik, the Sheik owned a deli in Brooklyn, I think, or something. <laughs> what would... What would the uh, – oh, gosh, I'm forgetting my – That's okay because I'm, I'm on fire today. You notice that? Yeah. I was going to say, what would the, the what was the name of the bookie uh, – the bookie priest, was it? Yeah. Yeah. What would he say if uh, he saw Mike North wearing a, a Saudi robe and all that stuff? He'd be pissed he didn't get the offer. <laughs> He'd leave the priesthood. <laughs> Oh. And you know what? <laughs> believe me, believe me. PGA golf, and I heard Greg Norman say it. They got a lot of people. They got a lot of sponsors that deal with the Saudis. Come on, yeah. So that you know, that's another thing. And and Brooks Kepka reportedly, mm-hmm. from what I'm reading, because I do prepare, folks. Believe that's what the great ones do. Sinatra, <laughs> he knew the words to "My Way" at one point. Okay, mm-hmm. without mm-hmm. having to read them off a piece of paper. Yeah. But 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 Kepka allegedly fired on Phil Mickelson at the beginning. So, oh, you know, Kepka's Kepka. Right? Oh, and DeChambeau's gone. He's hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, they went for the money. Good for them. I just don't think they can play. You can you can ride the fence. That's my opinion. We'll see what happens. I hear you. All right, got another question here, and this one is from our guy, Adam Shaw. He says, what is your favorite prop bet to make now for the upcoming NFL season? Now, typically, you're not a prop bet guy, but uh, this question kind of intrigues you a little bit, doesn't it? Listen, I don't know what the sports radio stations are saying. <laughs> you know, I don't know what they're saying about the tri- tri- Trubisky. I do read Twitter. I can't believe it. There's only one show that entertains me, okay, that I watch on TV. It's Paulie Howard and, and Mitch uh, uh, on Vissen, Mitch mm-hmm. Moss. They're into entertaining. Good they're guys. on for a couple hours on Marquee. Good. But... They all, I mean, a lot of people, and you know, credible people. And by the way, I'd like to say that uh, I was happy that I had Golden State for the series. I hope you folks followed me on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I just, everybody has a negative feeling towards Trubisky. I would like to see some of these guys bet against the, take the under, seven mm-hmm. and a half, like I took the over. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see guys I respect right. show me the ticket. You know what I mean? Okay. Because anybody can talk. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody knows I've never left the guy's side. Mm-hmm. Hey, congratulations on the baby. I wasn't invited to the Baptist. <laughs> I don't even know if the guy knows who I am. I think you know, I'm ready to find out what's going on around here. But I will say this. He's, that, that team is seven and a half. Now, I'm going to tell you how unfair life is. Mm-hmm. Life isn't fair. Aldo will tell you that. Yeah, that's for sure. Life's not fair. But people think there are people out there that think Mitch Trubisky won't start. Um, he makes seven million a year, but he will start. He makes seven million a year, and he has football camps. Then you got the Cleveland Browns mm-hmm. with, with twenty-four women allegedly assaulted. Mm-hmm. Deshaun Watson and people are wondering if he's going to play eight games. He shouldn't play the season. I mean, it, look, if it was one woman, five women, ten women, then. Maybe 10 too much. 24 women. So now the NFL's under pressure. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't play for Cleveland, they crap the bed with Baker Mayfield, who made who actually took him to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Mitch Trubisky's not the only one who had a winning record. And then I was surprised to hear this. I know Eldo went like this probably when he heard about it. <laughs> what? That Mitch Trubisky as a starter was 29 and 21 and has never thrown a pick six. Deshaun Watson, 28 and 25 as a starter, and has thrown two of them. And he gets $250 million from the idiots of all idiots, the Cleveland Brown organization, who will probably not even win six games this year. Mm-hmm. So that to me, I took the over seven and a half as my main prop. Because I believe in the guy, and they seem to be having a nice little get-together. In fact, I don't know how they take care of Justin here in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Uh, if the quarterbacks are, you know, Trevor Simeon. And, but Mitch and Pickett are buddies. Mm-hmm. He's helping them. So yeah. I, I love the guy. I love the character of the guy. And I wish him nothing. But and it's going to be a fun bet because I want to see the Bears win too. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see the guy. I'd like to see some... I'd like to see most of my friends be right for once and maybe me be wrong because I want the bears to win. So I'm praying to God, the kid takes a step up, but it's going to be tough with that team. But then again, Mitch played with the team in 2017, you know, with Taylor Gabriel, Trey Burton. They were okay. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And they had, they, they, they traded Jordan Howard. So he didn't have a whole lot around them either. What Nagy did the next year though, and this is what I'm hoping they do in Pittsburgh and in Chicago. Trubisky's last year that he started, even though they made the playoffs, and even Fields, two-step drops with no offensive line. <laughs> you know, I don't care how quick you are. Mm-hmm. He was under siege. Mm-hmm. He should have taken every snap from the shotgun, for Christ's sake. And even when he did that, it was in, he was in trouble. So let's see what happens this year. Let's see some improvement. But my over seven and a half for the Steelers is the bet I would take as my prop. Now, you mentioned the Bears. DraftKings predicts a seven and ten record for the Bears. What do you think? A little lower, a little higher than that? That's a tough one. I sort of like it. I sort of like it because the Bears have one of the top five easiest schedules in football. Mm -hmm. And the thing that makes me nervous about Pittsburgh, for instance, Eldo, is that they have Pittsburgh's got this one of the top three toughest schedules. Okay, they're playing mm-hmm. that Cincinnati. I like the schedule. We've talked about this. I think the Bears can win seven games. 
Mm-hmm. I want I want Justin Fields to do some special things. I want to see what happens um, with this new coaching staff. But I still don't think uh, they have enough around him. Just will he rise above it? And mm-hmm. and 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 that's why people traded up for Mitch, and that's why the, uh, they traded up for Justin Fields. So we'll see mm-hmm. what happens. Yeah, I think you know uh, a seven and ten record with all of the changes that the Bears are undergoing. The fact that on paper, at least, the offensive line looks like it's going to be very weak. I think a seven and ten record could be really nice uh, for this team, but yeah, uh, well, the, they would get the over then because I believe it's six and a half. Mm-hmm. So would you take the over? Would you put ten grand on it on the Chicago Bears? Mm-hmm. Now remember, I'm the guy that took Detroit. I was a genius, but I also took the Cubs over. So you know, I'm basically <laughs> going, throw the life preserver, please. Yes. I and, then, and then I catch a bowling ball, and that's it. And um, so so you kind of just. There's other bets to make. I'd probably stay away from that one. Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest. I mean, it's a big year for me mm-hmm. with Mitch Trubisky. It's a big year for me. Yeah. I mean, because I'm the only guy. I mean, I remember Eldo saying, you want to get together with all the Mitch Trubisky backers. I, I said, where, where would it be at? And you said, you found a phone booth on Lake and State. <laughs> you know? There's I mean, plenty of room. What are you room and uh, the phone's for free? <laughs> what do you think about uh, Baker Mayfield? Do you like him, and do you think that he's going to eventually sign somewhere? What's, what's and the I future? can't believe what they – you know, you feel bad for Mitch. Then you see what they do to Garoppolo. Yeah, see, right. if, if he doesn't start for the 49ers, I'm not, I'm not big on the 49ers without him. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Baker Mayfield, man. I mean, they just threw him in the trash. He was hurt last year. He played hurt, busted mm-hmm. his ass, didn't work out. But he also is the guy that brought him to the playoffs, and they go sign this malcontent. Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. You know, I do know this. If you get a massage, and it's about being injured or whatever, and you found a, you find a good masseuse, you don't have 24 of them on your rolling. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying. So I don't know what they're doing, but Baker Mayfield should be playing somewhere in the league if he's healthy. Mm-hmm. I mean, Cam Newton was in the league last year. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I Well, Cam, I hear a little echo. Do you? I don't. Oh, good. Um, Cam, Cam is still, you know, Cam is not a number one quarterback anymore, uh, no. but he deserves to be on an NFL roster. If he's um, healthy. Yeah, I wanted to get your thoughts. You mentioned them earlier, the Golden State Warriors. Uh, where where do you put Steve Kerr and and and, uh, and this team among the greats in the NBA? I would say their organization, okay, mm-hmm. um, that picked up a guy like Wiggins, who ended up being the leading rebounder at seventy five to one. Oh, he was awesome in the in the in the in the series finals. Uh, Poole. Looney. I mean, they had three guys. Uh, look, I heard people say they loved the Celtics, and I just couldn't figure it out. They mm-hmm. played a, a team that was a disaster in Brooklyn. They never bought in. Mm-hmm. You have trouble now with Kyrie Irving. That It was a, a team filled with like, Durant, Irving. It was a disaster. Then, I mean, they also played Miami. With, they were one hit. Mm-hmm. Wonders. I mean, Jimmy Butler. And who? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, then, I mean, before that, they played Milwaukee, 
and Middleton got hurt. So I thought they had a pretty nice road. But then when people were saying that Golden State was going to lose full strength to these guys, <laughs> I go, wait, hold on for a minute. Time out. I, and and, I, and on, on the odds couple, I, I told everybody two weeks ago, I coached basketball for six years. Mm-hmm. If anybody that would. Oh, you did it, Mike. You hit that mute button again. That little button, I'm going to kill it. <laughs> Is it on the microphone? There it is. If anybody would say they would take Golden Celtics roster over Golden State, you're insane. Mm-hmm. You are insane. So everybody fell for Golden State was plus 140 to win, mm-hmm. to win it all. They were underdogs. Mm-hmm. I went, you got to be kidding me. Is Curry hurt? No. Is Green hurt? No. Is Clay Thompson hurt? No. Is Wiggins hurt? No. Anybody from the coaching staff missing? No. Then I'm reading nonsense. Larry Word, Larry Bird is under attack now, all of a sudden, on social media. <laughs> that Tatum? That Tatum was being compared to Larry Bird, I put out as the worst tweet of the year. <laughs> yeah, he's I, a I, pimple. He's a pimple on Bird's ass. He won three straight MVPs. Has everybody lost their mind? And as soon as I read that, and then look at the look at the series, Tatum. Tatum, he didn't say it, but to even put Tatum in the same realm as Lawrence Bird. You have to be insane. You have to, uh, and, 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 and everybody still don't want to give stuff credit. Eldo knows this. Everybody that said Durant went to Golden State and that's why they won it, Durant went where he could win. Yeah. And now he's been exposed. Mm-hmm. He's not a number one. I don't care. He played with Westbrook and Harden. They couldn't win. Mm-hmm. He he had to go to Golden State and then win MVP because people were worried about the other 10 guys. I'll give you a perfect example. Aldo's going, boy, Mike's really chirping today. I don't know. He might get himself in some trouble. <laughs> I'll give it to you with the Bear fans. In 1984, two men made a bad decision. Al Harris and Todd Bell. Yes. Compare this to Golden State. Durant looks and sees Golden State, and he can go. The Bears in 84 were like Golden State. You could lose a couple guys and plug in the fridge and Dave Dorson, and everything was fine. Mm-hmm. Durant's a great player, but he will never win one as the lead dog. I said that a long time ago, and, and, and people didn't believe me. Mm-hmm. And I love the guy. He's a great shooter. But, and I don't believe he signed up for Harden to come in out of shape. And for Kyrie Irving to be just mentally insane. <laughs> I don't think he signed up for this. That's why I feel for But it's all based on bad decision making. He should have stayed with Golden State. He should have. He definitely should have. Now, awesome. <laughs> one of the things that uh, you have been saying since we began this show years ago is that you thought Steph Curry should be considered oh. among the top 10 players in the NBA. And I think at a certain point you had him on that list. 
So I wanted to ask you, is he definitely on your list? Here's my list of the top 10 players in the NBA. I got Jordan at one, Jabbar at two, Chamberlain at three. And for those of you who are too young to have ever have seen Chamberlain play basketball, I'm going to tell you he was probably the most athletic seven-footer in the history of the world. LeBron James, I think, uh, as, as I hate to say this, but I think he's moving up to four on my list. Olajuwon, another super athletic player. I got Magic at six, Bill Russell at seven. If you never saw Bill Russell play, this guy invented the block shot. And Shaq, you know, a lot of people would argue with me, and probably convincingly so, that Shaq deserves to be higher on that list. But I got him at eight, and I got Kobe at nine. And then I just... I still can't take Oscar Robertson out of my top 10 list. What do you think? I like your list. There's no doubt about it. There's a couple changes I would make. Keep it there. Mm-hmm. Michael Jordan is number one. Jabbar is a really good two. Mm-hmm. I might switch Chamberlain and Jabbar, but I have no argument. Okay. LeBron James, I definitely think he could be four. Definitely. Um, I'd have Elijah on down lower because, really, if Jordan never retires, he never wins anything, even though he was a gifted basketball player. Yeah. Magic Johnson's fine. Bill Russell, of course. Um, Shaq, Kobe, and Oscar. Here's mm. the deal. Shaq recently said Curry's passed him. Mm. That Curry basically has the same amount wow. of championships. Yeah. If you look it up, uh, Shaq uh, praising um, Steph Curry. Steph Curry, I said, was top 10 four years ago. Why would I change now that he's won finals MVP? He changed the game, folks. The other night, before game six, Mm-hmm. I saw him on Twitter take 10 half-court shots and make them up. That's it. It's over. He's a top-10 player. He changed the game. Um, I'd probably put him six or seven. Uh, I don't know what I would do. Magic, magic. I don't see Bird on there. I, I would, I, I, you know, it's just so tough. Uh, yeah, it really is. You know, Larry Bird won three straight MVPs. They improved 33 games in his rookie year. That's how great he was. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put Bird at five. I'd get mm-hmm. rid of Elijah on. Uh, Shaquille said that Curry's better than he he was, mm-hmm. so he put I put Curry there. Uh, Oscar, I think he might have to drop out, and I love Oscar Robertson. Yeah, but, you know it was nineteen sixty. Uh, so you know it was a long time ago. I'm not mm-hmm. taking anything away from him, but the triple double Russell Westbrook average one. We're not going to put him up there. So right, I would have Curry up there. This is one of my most favorite sports topics is uh, evaluating the best players in NBA history is so much fun for me because really nobody, almost nobody will have a bad take. I mean, if if somebody tells me Tatum should be in the top 10 over Oh, God. God, what, a, what you know, Larry Bird's the statue that, that they want to topple now. My God, Larry Bird was great. I never... I saw the game Jordan when he scored the 63, mm-hmm. and Bird right there said, nobody yeah. is better than him. But Larry Bird, he just changed that whole franchise like Magic did. They both, and they saved the league, the two of them. So mm-hmm. you got to put, I, I think Larry Bird, I think I think you slighted him because he was so white, he was clear like me. Yeah. That- <laughs> we don't take any clear guys. Um, Laro has a great point here in that Steph did change the game. There's no doubt about it. Yes. Why did Milwaukee beat him? Because they didn't play him at their own game. Mm -hmm. Uh, I mean, Golden State, 
when you try to match threes with them or you try to play them mm -hmm. uh, and play their game, you're finished. Mm -hmm. You're finished. And yeah. uh, they can be down 20. And, and, and the kid is so good, mm -hmm. so gifted, uh, good ball handler, pretty good defender. I think he's underrated. But here's how egoless he is. The first playoff round, he didn't even start. He said, start, start the other guy. Yeah. He's hot. Mm -hmm. Who would do that today? Not many. Yeah. That, that is a great point about Curry. I, he's, he's just such a great team player. And, man, when he launches those long three-pointers and he's already turning his back when the ball hasn't even reached the apex of its loop towards the basket, it's unbelievable. He's so Baby's going to be saying, Baby's going to be saying to me tonight, she's going to say, why are you so restless? <laughs> and I'm going to be saying, you know, she'll wake up and she'll look, <laughs> see if I'm breathing like she usually does. And I'll have one eye open. She'll go, why do you have one eye open? I go, I can't believe Aldo kept Bird and Curry off this top ten. <laughs> I yeah. really can't. I'll, I'll tell you, it's it, you, you asked it's me. Hard. It's you, hard. Yeah, you asked you me tomorrow. You got legitimacy with, but see, Elijah Wan will always have an asterisk. Because if Michael don't retire, I still say he wins eight in a row, and that's on him. Mm -hmm. What the hell are you doing? <laughs> well, I want to go play right field. I did too. I couldn't leave the hot dog stand. I knew that's the only way I would make it. <laughs> Well, for the Chicago Bulls, the big news is that it appears that Zach is going to sign that five-year max contract and stay with the Chicago Bulls. What are your thoughts about that? Is he worth that kind of money? No, and not because he's not great. Not because he, I think he's an above-average player, and I think they're in a tough division. There's no doubt that he can turn it on. I think he deferred well with the Rosen. I just This team is 55-1. to 1. If he signs with them, mm -hmm. 55 to one, they're not even a top 12 or 14 team with them. So what I'm saying to myself, I don't know if you can sign them and then trade them for a couple, maybe great draft picks, mm -hmm. you know, uh, but they seem to be sharp in the Bulls front office. Mm -hmm. um, like I said, I don't know if they still do the sign and trade. Um, Casey Johnson said two, three weeks ago, he writes for bulls.com, which means, which essentially is the, he works for the Bulls. Okay, mm -hmm. he said he he heard that things were looking good. Um, I think people like him. I like him. He hustles. I think uh, he has turnover games sometimes, though. Mm -hmm. I think he's this close to being a superstar, but he's not. Yeah. So I would look into uh, seeing what would be available for him um, if you want to build for the future. Because as long as the Bucks are around and mm -hmm. other teams, the East is now stronger than the West, folks. Mm -hmm. It's now stronger than the West. You got Milwaukee. You got Boston. You know, you got Miami who's going to improve because Riley was not happy with Tyler Hero and some of the other players behind Butler. They're going to make changes. So you're coming back with the same roster and you're 55 to 1. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Gobert is being rumored as a potential trade uh, candidate to the Chicago Bulls. That's the inside uh, center, Rudy Gobert. He's an outstanding shot blocker, a force in the middle. What do you think about that? I, and he's making about $40 million. So that would be a huge trade for the Bulls. What, what do you think about the possibility of him joining the team? You know, I can't say keep Vuk and get mm -hmm. rid of Levine. You know, yeah. yeah. So 
I can't be a hypocrite. I mean, mm-hmm. I like Volk, um, but if you're going to keep Levine, see, see, if you're going to go that way and you're going to keep Levine and get rid of Volk, or you're going to keep Volk and get rid of Levine, mm-hmm. uh, to add a player, you know, I don't hear they're in the Donovan Mitchell sweepstakes right now. Mm-hmm. They say he doesn't play D. Maybe the Bulls want Gobert because they do need a rim protector. They sure Vuk's, do. Maybe Vuk's not that guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Gobert's going to, you know, be one of those guys that puts up a lot of points. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd have no problem with that. I remember, I remember they had, the Bulls had a guy back in the 70s called Nate Thurmond. And mm-hmm. uh, he was, he had a quadruple doubles first game. Mm-hmm. I remember going to the street corner going, how do you like my guy, Nate Thurman? And then all of a sudden I turned on, well, basically, if you watch the movie Midway, uh, <laughs> that's basically what happened to Nate Thurman after that. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> wasn't good. A lot of fires. He didn't, after that, he lost it. Uh, Nate Thurman and Ben Wallace mm. are two of the worst signings in Bulls history. Well, how about it, man? Two guys yeah. that as soon as they signed, it started to deteriorate. Oh, my God. <laughs> right before I our eyes. Really- I couldn't believe how bad Ben Wallace was. Mm. I just couldn't believe it. Yeah. And then you start thinking, okay, he was free to do that mm-hmm. on, on Detroit. He could get away with it. Mm-hmm. But here, you know, it was a different story. Sometimes the fit doesn't work. Mm-hmm. And uh, But we'll see what happens. I like that the Bulls – see, here's what I want Ricketts to do. Mm-hmm. I might as well just forget about Marky ever calling me. <laughs> Here's what I want Jerry to do. Go out and get Aaron Judge. Mm. Go out and get him. Don't yes. say you can't. Mm-hmm. Because guess what? You went out and got Carlton Fisk when nobody thought he'd leave Boston. Mm-hmm. Nobody. That's true. And, and, and Aaron Judge to me, I mean, they're 51 and 17. Mm-hmm. I know they'll probably pay them big in New York. But if you pay them big here, we're a big market. That's and right. people will come. The White Sox are 17th in attendance. Mm. I'm here to help you. <laughs> if I, I don't want to be 17th in anything. <laughs> no shit. Hey, he's the 17th best talk show host in Chicago. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> <laughs> right behind uh right behind Fred Winston. What? <laughs> no, <that's> so, Fred. <laughs> no, I love Fred Winston. I do. I love that's why I mention that's why I mention him. Um so so I don't want to be 17th in anything. Mm-hmm. And the White Sox, they think adding craft beer and you know, uh first of all, the White Sox are a heavy TV watched team. Yes, they are. To hear the passion of the fans on social media, you'd think they were in the top five in attendance. Mm-hmm. But to go to White Sox Park, mm-hmm. to, to go there, it's an all-day deal. Mm. It's an all-day deal. Yeah. It's just, for me, I live too far away. You know, I would love, and you know White Sox fans are going to go, what? Mm. Jerry Reinsdorf didn't want to have the park there. He didn't. Mm-hmm. He wanted it in Addison. He lost. Mm-hmm. Okay? That's right. The South Side to me is not conducive to put a, a stadium there mm-hmm. or to have a stadium. 
I'd like to see the White Sox move to Arlington with the Bears. Oh, that'd be nice. Now, because that's where the populace is. Yeah. I'm sorry. And and that's and I know look, they should be better than 17th. Mm-hmm. You know, but there's not a lot of cuddly players on that team. Mm-hmm. There isn't. Mancada, not cuddly. Tim Anderson, he'll give you the finger after he gets a base hit. You know what I mean? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I love their team, but they're not there. Hey, hey, holy mackerel. I, I think you got to go where the people are. So, you know, they're 17th in attendance. I know they it was bad weather. Let's see what happens in the second half. Yeah, I, um, I, I believe that we're in trouble with Chicago baseball because one of the great stories you told me um, was that Reinsdorf plays for second place. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got the story from uh, McDowell. Uh, yeah, Jack, Jack, Jack McDowell. Jack, it, 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 if you look it up, folks, Jack McDowell mm-hmm. talked about it. Mm-hmm. And I think that did a lot of damage. Yeah, I think that did damage. Even Sox fans, and, and Sox fans, you know, Sox fans don't like, you know, the, the, the Chicago White Sox at time play politics. Mm-hmm. White Sox fans don't go into that. They just yeah. want to play see a bay and they see certain politics being played, uh, you know, about certain things, and they 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 just want to see a winning baseball team, a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But like I said, because of the location of the park, and I used to go there, folks. Even from my where I lived on the north side, that's a trek. Oh. Um it's a trek. Yep. Um and uh so so I I'd like to see them relocate and uh and, and, and I think their attendance would improve. Yeah. I still like the ballpark, the facility oh, itself, yeah. but it's it's the traffic that is such a it's hellacious brutal. time. Yeah. They showed the Cubs Sox series. People still weren't in the park mm-hmm. 20 minutes after the, the game had started. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it, it, and, it, and it's really always been tough parking around there. It's yeah. just like a struggle. You don't want to struggle when you go out. No, no. You don't want to struggle. You don't want to have some guy like this go go that way when the park is that way. <laughs> yes, exactly. Go that way. Well, wait a minute. Right yeah. Hey, I found a nice parking spot for $50. It's two miles away. <laughs> Can I tell you something? Now, people are going to say, okay, it's, sometimes it pays to be who you are. Mm-hmm. Me and B go to a ball game. We're invited. Right? PropSwap, mm-hmm. our sponsor, last year, great people. They wanted me to come out. I do their commercials. They sponsor our show on the Odds Couple. Nice. Luke Pergande, the partnerships over there, and our part is wonderful. So they invite me to a game. The first thing I say is absolutely, because mm-hmm. without them, we make we don't have a show. They're a sponsor, huge sponsor. Mm-hmm. I pull in to the lot, Okay. Going off of uh, the one right by uh, off the Kennedy, you pull into the lot on the left side of the stadium. And the guy goes like this. Mm-hmm. I go, the park's right there. There's spots right there. He goes, Mike, hey, man, what's going on? I go, oh, you got me going all over the place. I go, the park, hey, come on in, man. Oh, how nice. He recognized who I was. I feel sorry for the other people that were behind me. <laughs> Screw them, so right? I am right by the park, but they're steering you over here. So, uh, so you know what? It, it, it's a trek. I love the park, though. 
and for mm-hmm. the people they can go to. I want I want the Sox to do good in attendance. Yeah. I really do. Yeah. But 17th unsatisfactory. Mm-hmm. Well, listen, uh, before I get you out of here, there's one other yeah. question that I have for you. I'm dying to know your opinion. There's a new movie out, uh, and I know how much you like Elvis Presley. There's a new movie out about Elvis's life. The reviews are starting to come in, and it appears like this could be a huge hit. Are you interested in this Elvis movie? Uh, and, uh, you know, I know you don't go to the theater anymore, but nowadays you, the movies get to, to ho- your home viewing pretty fast. So, well, you know what? Uh, when you're a member of SAG and other things, you get some of these movies. Oh, look so, at you. Yeah. I, I never it's paid my, my dues, so <laughs> I'm not in it anymore. Yeah, well, then, if you stop paying the dues, it's <laughs> yeah. another story. But I'm going to say this. Uh-huh. Um, I think Elvis Presley's instant box office always has been. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Tom Hanks is going to be great as Colonel Parker, from what I understand. Yeah. Uh, I I really, I'm not a Colonel Parker fan. Um, Nobody is. He was supposed to do a Star Is Born, mm-hmm. and Parker wouldn't let him do it because Barbara Streisand wanted top billing, mm-hmm. and he said, "You ain't Elvis Presley. I don't care how good you think you are." And I always thought it was a mistake. Uh, maybe they could have worked it out like Steve McQueen did it with Paul Newman, who battled during the Towering Inferno years when they made that movie. And they ended up putting like one here and one down here. One was first, but the other, you know. So Ego got in the way with Colonel Parker. He never went overseas, Elvis Presley, never performed in where he was he still beloved yeah. in Japan and Europe, which is an absolute shame. They did the Loa from Hawaii concert. He did everything from the States, but a billion people saw him for that concert. So it's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Elvis Presley, I'll wait till it comes out. I know Top Gun, I haven't seen that. I saw Top Gun, I mean, the original Top Gun, it was fine, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, so hard Gun, Gun. Well, he's Tom Cruise. He, you know what was smart about Tom Cruise? Mm-hmm. Tom Cruise, um, that's what my teacher used to say to me. He's wrong <laughs> after he's done okay. You know where Tom Cruise was smart? You know where Tom Cruise was smart? He waited till the COVID thing was over mm-hmm. before yeah. he said, yeah. But from what I read, they tried to get this guy for 30, 35 years. And one day he just walked in. He says, call, call the movie people. Mm-hmm. Tell him I'm in. It was in. That was all he had to do. Say I'm in. Mm-hmm. It was in. So I'm looking forward to seeing both those movies down the line. Yeah, how about that? Hey, I uh, got a game for everybody. Got a game. Oh, I was just going to ask you because Q said, "What are Mike's picks for today?" I think you're going to get your wish, Q. Q from yeah. Cincy's, one of our more reliable Mike North Advantage listeners and viewers. Thanks, Q, for always tuning in. Yeah, Q. Texas Rangers today playing the Philadelphia Phillies. They got a pretty good pitcher going for them. Uh, right now, the money line is minus 115 at Texas. Philadelphia's been hot. Take those Texas Rangers. Outstanding. Outstanding. So you've been uh, on fire lately? I haven't followed uh, your one loss record lately. Well, yes. Yeah, what, what I've really done is uh, the last couple weeks, I've been like 6-2 uh, and two on the odds couple. But my big pick was um was Golden State winning it. That 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 was my pick against Boston. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I was really happy about that. 
Uh, for the golf, I lost this week. I took John Rahm. He faded. Mm. I took Scheffler. Good for the Fitzpatrick kid, so I didn't win with that. But, you know, I've been dabbling. You know me. You know, I hear a noise. I think they find me, and then I, I duck under the desk. <laughs> there you go. Good That's advice awesome. for all of us. <laughs> Absolutely. But, by the way, it's good to see you, my friend. It's good to see you. Uh, we won't be back uh, for another show until maybe late yeah. July, early August. Yeah. I'm going on yeah. vacation, so I don't know about the rest of you. Where are you going, the Catskills? I'm going, uh, man, I, I've always wanted to go to Catskills because you hear them talk about it, all sorts of movies. Yeah. No, I love that. Mr. If you ever seen the movie Mr. Saturday Night, it's about Billy Crystal. Billy Crystal, yeah, sure. And it's about uh, a comic in the Catskills back in the 60s and his brother. It's very, with David Pamer, who's one of my favorite actors of yeah, all time. Mm -hmm. Who's off, oh yeah, get Jordy off him. Uh, crazy people. I just love that guy. Uh, but it's, uh, yeah, the Catskills. But, uh, you know, Jackie Gale and Jan Murray won't be playing the room. So, you know. But uh, yeah, it's one of it's a part of the Americana that was huge. Yeah, I'm telling Q oh, right now. Bet oh, on the lightning. lightning. I'll stay with the lightning, Q. All right, Q. That's enough now. All right. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's asking this because of the gas prices. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Filled up you the know car what? Let me tell you something. <laughs> I, let me tell you something. I, it's on my Twitter handle, folks. All you have to do is read it. Well, I'll read it to everybody. Please. To let you know exactly where I stand with the electronic age, okay? <laughs> okay. And this is me. And Eldo and I, we, the thing that we love is we respect. Undeniably Chicago, I drive a Cadillac, eat red meat, and have the thermostat currently at 69 degrees. <laughs> so long, everybody. Ah, see you next time, everybody. Bye-bye. So